Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. Piers, predominantly we're going to look at finance and the high cost of living, but it would be very remiss of me to start the show without asking you and your party's opinion on what's unfolding in Ukraine as we speak. I believe there's been a bit of a lull uh, right now, but overnight it was far from a lull. Yeah, and look, you know, we've been, this has been probably pointed out that what's happening over the last number of uh, weeks and indeed months now is a well choreographed um, invasion of Ukraine by, by, by Russia. Uh, and, and by Putin, uh, and this needs to be resisted. Uh, it needs to be resisted by not only the Irish but European and internationally. Uh, and we need to, you know, we've had the first round of sanctions. They obviously, Putin is not uh, to, to budge on that, and has escalated things over overnight. And we need to see a now a coordinated response across the globe. And I think Ireland, as a as a neutral country but with an independent foreign policy, can play a role. In relation to this, and you know, first, first and foremost, you, you know, your thoughts are with the the Ukrainian people. We, as the Irish nation, you know, believe in their uh, uh, territorial integrity. Their this aggression from from Russia should cease immediately, uh, and they should withdraw uh, from 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 the territory. But um, whether that's likely to happen, only time will tell. And from an observational point of view, from your own perspective, I'm sure you, like me, are watching this and digesting it very much as I've done over the last number of hours and days. Um, do you think that this is only the, the, the opening salvo and that countries like Romania and other eastern countries will be on high alert as well? Is Putin actually going for a return to the old USSR, the old Soviet Union, as we would have known? it? Is that what he's aiming for, do you think? Well, look, you know, I think you'd be a very wise person to try and uh, get inside Putin's head and figure out what he's saying right throughout this process. Indeed, and up till 24, 48 hours, they were talking about that they're open to di- di- diplomatic channels, yet all the time they're, they're, they're ready and they're, they're machines of war to, to launch attacks uh, in Kiev and, and elsewhere. Um, so I, I, I believe that there's a strategy there. What the strategy is is completely not clear. What we need to look at is how can this be de-escalated? How can we convince uh, Russia and indeed Putin to to change tact in relation to that? And that's why we need to see, you know, we need to see sanctions being employed, but we also need to see all our diplomatic efforts uh, to be to, to be employed, and we need to see that happen collectively across the globe. And I, uh, yeah. at the European level. And as a finance spokesperson, can you explain to us how sanctions actually work? Because uh, people are, are, are curious to know, we've seen what they've done in Britain where they've frozen banks, frozen the, the funds of oligarchs. How does this actually work? Well, that's exactly it. So sanctions can happen in, in, in numerous ways. So it can happen in different type of activities. So you mentioned banking, for example. So that would mean that you wouldn't have access to, to banking by, by, by Russia in, in terms of Ireland. Now, you think Ireland's a small little player um, in all of this here, but we've been raising the issue of Russian funds through the IFAC, the Irish Financial Services Centre, uh, for over two years now. My colleague, Mairead Farrell, uh, would have written to the Minister for Finance in relation to this, would have raised it with them at the committee, would have raised this with the Tisha. And the, the issue here is that uh, about 118 billion euro of uh, oligarch money, um, questionable money, is filtering through the IFSC. Uh, some of the individuals who have uh, been um, identified as the, the source of this money are the Russian oligarchs. Some of them have been uh, questioned in terms of corruption, in terms of fraud, uh, serious accusations being made against them. Half of these funds have charity status. None of them pay any tax. 
um, because of uh, an issue in terms of the Irish tax code. Uh, So basically what these Russians, which actually fund Putin and fund his his efforts, um, basically they're using uh, our uh, Irish financial centre and our tax code to to move money through in a large way. So that's something that should never have been tolerated in the first place. Jim Stewart and Killian Doyle uh, from Trinity College did a paper on this a couple of years ago. It was published in the Irish Examiner, so it's well known to government, but yet it was still facilitated. So things like that would be stopped immediately. Right. Uh, you wouldn't be allowed to. You're basically you tighten the noose in relation to, and what you try to target is those that are uh, that 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 are close to Putin. That that you know. So it's the oligarchs. It's the it's the large money. It's you know as opposed to impacting on on ordinary people. But the problem with sanctions and is is this. Sanctions hurt a lot of people. Sanctions hurt ordinary people in in in, in the country. It hurts uh, people because they can't get commodities uh, that they may need. Uh, it also can hurt um, people in Ireland. Uh, so, for example, in terms of energy and so on and so forth. So, we're already going through a, a cost of living crisis, yes. um, and that could push it up further. But listen, we're waking it up tomorrow this morning, and we see uh, Russia is invading uh, Ukraine. Uh, Irish people need to stand. Uh, with the people of, of Ukraine. Russia needs to withdraw. and We need to do everything that's in our disposal uh, to actually try to avert an all-out war. Um, and that's potentially what could be happening here. Uh, looking at the, the, the fuel aspect of it as well, I, I, I read that Germany is 50% dependent on what comes from Russia. What does what our dependency on Russia appear, to the best of your knowledge? Because I want to move on to what you're proposing about the carbon emissions and get on to the cost of living in a second, but how dependent are we on fuel from Russia? Well, well we're dependent on fuel coming through Europe and you, that it comes through Russia in, in, a, in, a, in a large degree. So one of the reasons why fuel has been increasing in price um, and it's just one of the reasons is because Russia has uh, tapered off some of the supply over uh, a period of time and the reserves in, in Europe weren't, weren't large and some of those have been kind of refilled and so on and so forth. Um, but there is a dependency. So, And you can just see, you know, you see overnight uh, yesterday that, you know, a barrel of oil has increased, uh, gas prices will increase. Um, and that's that's what will be the consequences, and you have that, you know, you know, normally where there is wars, and and, and particularly where there is wars uh, involving um, oil-rich or gas-rich nations. All right, let's get on to the main talking point then. Sinn Féin has insisted a stall motion to scrap proposed increases in carbon taxes will not impact on the state's target to reduce carbon emissions. All this at a time when the cost of oil is going up and the cost of fuel is going up. What are you proposing? Well, look, we've put forward a, a suite of measures to the government that would help people uh, deal with the cost of living crisis that they're, they're facing. Um, it wasn't just in the, in the issue of energy um, where we were arguing for individual cash payments, uh, a cost of living cash payment up to €200, Euro, depending on your income. Uh, we wanted to see uh, rents cut uh, and frozen for the next three years. We wanted to see the cost of childcare cut by a third. Uh, we wanted to see a fuel allowance extended in terms of its eligibility and a, and a suite of other measures as well, including increasing core social welfare. But one of the other measures we had in that package, which we addressed uh, last night in the doll, is that the government shouldn't make matters worse. Uh, and that is in the form of carbon taxes. So in the 1st of May, the government plans to increase carbon taxes further. And uh, that means that every time you, hold, you heat your, um, or you fill your tank of oil to your home, it's going to cost you another 19 euro. And they're going to increase the cost of petrol and diesel further in October. 
Uh, and we believe at a time when ordinary families, average families, some of them actually are paying more than this, but the average increase increase now is 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 over seven hundred euro in the last year in terms of energy uh, to heat heating uh, and, and light their home. Then the government shouldn't be making matters worse, and that's why we've called on them to stop the the. the pushing ahead with the carbon tax increase. Unfortunately, they're not going to do that. They are going to increase the price of gas. They are going to increase the price of oil. They are going to increase the price of diesel and petrol later this year. On top of what we could also be facing, because we're not far away, people maintain, from the two euro litre, are we, uh, at the petrol pumps? No, we're not. And, uh, you know, not only is there an issue of carbon tax, but there's also another issue um, where uh, there was a um, there was a requirement on um, the oil companies to increase their um, production of more environmentally friendly types of uh, petrol and diesel. Um, so there was an extra levy, there was an extra requirement put on them. That would mean that oil, petrol and diesel would increase by another two cents per litre. Now, in fairness, what the government has done is they've said that they're going to reduce the, the tax on petrol and diesel by that same amount. So you, even though it's taken effect now, nobody's seen any of that increase. But the problem is the government is only reducing the tax up until September. So when that goes, then petrol and diesel goes up another two cents in late September. And in October, they're going to push it up another two cents by, 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 um, by, by the carbon tax. And we're not saying, and because it's not true, it's not true that, you know, carbon tax is the reason why, you know, your gas prices are so high or that your oil prices are so high or the petrol or diesel. But what we are saying is it's contributing to it. And as I said last night in the doll, you know, it's easy for a minister to say, look, you know, it's not much like it's, oh, you know, a fill of oil has gone up 19 euro. But for a lot of families, that can be the straw that broke with the camel's back. Because the 19 euros on top of the 700 euro increase that they're facing uh, this year so far can be just, you know, the the decision to say, well, look, you know, I'm not turning on the heat tonight or I can't pay for that doctor's bill or, you know, let's, let's wait it out and see if my condition gets worse. Like for, you know, it's easy when you're sitting on 180,000 euro per annum. Uh, you know, being able to think, oh, well, it's not going to make, it's not a big, big difference. But actually, when you're sitting there and there's nothing left in the purse, there's, the cupboards are bare, then that 19 euro can make a big difference. And, you know, there is a principle here. There's a principle in the medical profession and it's do no harm. Uh, it should happen in politics as well, because the reason we're supposed to be in politics is to do better, to do good, to leave the, to leave our country, to leave our people in a better place than, than they were. Uh, and that's, mm. this is the wrong decision. OK, we have a comment to say Sinn Féin has a populist approach and wanting to scrap the carbon tax now. Will, will it factor the income from carbon tax into its alternative budget later this year? It's also clear that the party is not taking the climate crisis seriously. Three-car trick approach that won't mislead people. That's a text just in. Yeah, well, look, we, we're the party who've been putting forward legislation time and time again. So, for example, my colleague uh, Darren O'Rourke put forward uh, the, the Green Hydrogen Bill last year. This is a huge opportunity for Ireland that we could actually deal with some of our, our climate targets. We have signed up to the Climate um, the climate Bill, which looks at uh, dropping emissions, uh, reducing emissions. The difference we have is actually how do you fund that? Mm. Uh, so the government have a very clear, and they're entitled to their view. They, they have a view that we should have a flat rate tax on people that will push up, as I said, prices on individuals. They think that that's the way to fund it. I actually say it's not. If you look at the top 10% of homes in, 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 in this country, uh, they produce a carbon footprint eight times more than the bottom 10%. You know, 1% of the, of the globe, the top 1% of the globe produce 
50% of the carbon footprint. So we need to make sure that we're not placing additional burdens on individuals uh, who want to do their best in terms of uh, the climate change and that crisis that we're all facing, um, but we, that we shouldn't penalise them because they simply don't have money. A lot of these people don't have €30,000 tucked under their mattress to go out and buy an electric vehicle in the morning. They don't have the 25000 that will be required to bring uh, bring their home up to a B2 energy rating that the government are talking about, so they won't be able to avail of that type of grant. So what we need to, and I have always said this here, carbon taxes can work, behavioural taxes can work when alternatives are there and readily affordable to, to, to the people. So instead of actually coming out with the big stick at this point in time, what we need to come out with is the carrot. We need to encourage people and support people in terms of making that transition, which I believe yeah. the vast majority of people want to do. Uh, and then when they, when it is affordable, when it is available to them, then yes, if people aren't moving uh, at that stage from something that is affordable and is moving, then you actually do it. That's why we support the likes of the plastic tax levy. Uh, that got rid of uh, in the main plastic uh, plastic bags. It's why we supported the sugar sweetened drink levy because mm. you know you can take diet coke instead of ordinary coke, uh, but you shouldn't penalise somebody okay. who is listening to this program today who's wondering how am I going to meet my next gas bill, my next electricity bill? How am I going to put oil in uh, in the tank to keep my home and my families warm? And they, and they don't have, as I said, the twenty thousand right. to turn around and change to air to water system. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views.